0: All right, well, that is absolute craziness. We're live, Christy Given.
1: Hey,
0: Um, (laughs) wow, how are you doing?
1: I am blessed. I'm honored to be here on your show. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, well, I'm so stoked that you're here. I've really been looking forward to this conversation. Let me just explain to everybody. So, we were trying to go live for the past almost 30 minutes and kept getting error messages. Turns out it's Facebook's fault. So we're not live Mm -hmm. on Facebook right now. We're just on LinkedIn and YouTube, but it's going to be okay. We'll get it put up on Facebook a little bit later on. And uh, let me just set the tone here a little bit, Christy. My guest for today, everybody. Well, first of all, thank you, everybody, who's taken the time to listen and or watch this episode. This is episode 39 of Real Live Talk. I'm your host, Duke LaMastra. My guest for today, really excited to talk with Christy Given. Christy is a multimedia journalist, singer, and songwriter. She's the founder of the Hollywood Network, not Hollywood, that's Hollywood with one L, the Hollywood Network and author of the book, Daughter of the King, How to Find Your True Royal Purpose and Identity. She's also an entrepreneur and she hosts the Building Hollywood podcast and uh, Christy, again, I've, I've been really looking forward to this conversation, been uh, just excited to connect with you and to hear about what God is doing in your life and through you in Hollywood and in business and music and media and all of the things that you've kind of got your hands in. And I'm really just uh, grateful to you for being here today. I'm honored to talk to you. So thanks so much again for being here.
1: Thank you so much. And, you know, I love what you're doing as well. I love how you have such a heart for God and you're, you know, serving in the church. And, um, I love that you have a heart for the kingdom of God, which is awesome. And, uh, yeah. So thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, my pleasure. I definitely appreciate you, uh, saying that as well. And, uh, I feel like we've got a lot to talk about. It's crazy that we just wasted 30 minutes, but (laughs) for whatever reason that happened and we're still here and, uh, and it's awesome. So thank you for your flexibility and everything. I, um, yeah, so I would love to hear a little bit of your sort of background. Maybe we can talk a little bit about your testimony, but like in particular, You were involved for a number of years with TBN and you've been involved with A&E Bravo and writing songs and jingles and all these different things that you've done. And I would love for you to, you know, maybe talk a little bit about um, just some of the things that you've been involved in, in media, in Hollywood. Um, And I'd love to just sort of know a little bit about how that came about, how you got involved in some of these things and projects that you've that you're involved in now and that you've worked on throughout the years.
1: Yeah. So um, basically, I studied journalism and communications at Vanguard University of Southern California. And it's a private Christian university. And it was there that I had a required internship as part of the, you know, graduating, uh, you know, requirements. And I had a choice between, I think it was Disney, Trinity Broadcasting Network, or e-news and, or e-channel. And the Lord really put it on my heart to get involved with the TBN's youth channel, which was called JCTV at the time. It was in 2009, 2010, um, when I was transferring and I just, I saw JCTV on a converter box while I was in college. And I, you know, back in the day when I was like a teenager, <laughs> I wanted to be a pop singer. I wanted to be like a solo artist, like Britney Spears, Jessica Simpson, something of that nature. Okay. Um, and of course, it's so interesting because I was impacted by MTV VH1, but then God grabbed my a hold of my heart when I was watching the Christian MTV, which was JCTV. And I remember I was in my um my room that I was renting in college and I was watching JCTV on a converter box, which was like, it had like 10 channels. And I remember seeing top three with, with host Rich Wilkerson jr. If you guys don't know who okay. he is, he is yep. the pastor of the View Church. And there's a couple TV hosts and it was a talk show and they were talking about, you know, purity and living your life for God and talking about cool Christian music and I was like <gasps> I was like god this is so cool. This is like a Christian MTV and I was like I want to be on your channel, Lord, like forget MTV. And God just changed my heart and I was completely changed. I was born again in 2008 meaning I had been a Christian my whole life. But there was a time in my life where I became, I believe, lukewarm, um, Mm -hmm. where I started to live like the world. And when it, it was, when I went to Vanguard University of Southern California, where it all began, um, kind of where I just was convicted. Like, why am I not living like this for God anyways? Why do I have to be at a Christian school and change if that makes sense. And mm-hmm. I also had a, yeah. a few encounters with God as well. Um, the Lord told me in 2008, I'm going to make Hollywood, Hollywood," And this is when I wasn't fully walking with the Lord. Um, this was like right before I transferred schools and I had grown up always going to secular public schools, but this was like, the Lord just showed me like this, these students were on fire for God in orange County in Southern California in the hub of where the Jesus movement started. Um, And I just saw these students that were so hungry for God. And I was like, I know I have always been hungry for God. And I've always been a light, even when I was partying in the clubs in Hollywood. And even when I wasn't fully walking, I was always an evangelist. I was always bringing people to church. But, um, I saw these students that were, you know, like me reciting scripture. They knew the word of God. They were asking deep questions. And I was like, wow, this, these students are, this is like another breed of people. And, So to answer your question, I basically had to have an internship and lo and behold, I didn't even realize JCTV was owned by TBN, but I had this whole journey that, you know, I was just the lowly intern working, doing stuff, um, you know, filing, Old TBN tapes, and I loved it. And then just being present, you know, having people sign papers uh, to be on camera. I was kind of behind the scenes assistant, and I would just watch, and I was just blown away by God. And I was like, this is so cool. Like, I loved the live television. I did background acting years ago um, in Hollywood, and I just have always loved film, creativity, music, everything. And so I was honored to just be an intern. Like I didn't care. I was like, this is so cool. Yeah. And uh, you know, I ended up uh, I was I was interning every Friday, I would intern. So I went to school Tuesdays and Thursdays, and on Fridays, I would drive down to Orange County and I would spend the afternoon, you know, doing my hours of required work. but it became so much of a passion for me that even when my internship was up, I still volunteered there for three more years. So my internship was one whole year. I spread it out between two semesters. You could do all of your internship in one semester or within two, two semesters. And so I scheduled it with my student counselor to do that for the entire year. And it actually was such a blessing because I built this rapport with TBN. I built the rapport with the director at JCTV and I volunteered my time probably like I'd say once a month. Um, I'd let them use my car. At the time I had a convertible. They needed it for video shoots. I would um, just share my testimony on camera. And the biggest moment for me at TBN was when they asked me to share my testimony about how the youth channel impacted my life. They were doing a whole kids special for Smile of a Child, which is their children's uh, TV channel. And um, they have they kind of had this whole rebranding going on in 2013 going into 2014 just before Jan Crouch the founder passed away and then not long after that or Paul Crouch and then Jan unfortunately and right, yeah. but I had the honor of sitting with these people who were pioneers they literally changed christian television they they started it really and um i know some people have their opinions about some of the televangelists and whatnot, but let's just be real i I feel that they have made an impact in the world, and they have been sharing the gospel sure. and um time I would hear anything like backlash, I'd just say, well, where's your TV channel? You know what i mean it's right. like <laughs> we we can do that. We can point the finger and criticize, but the truth is only God knows people's heart, and what I saw was souls being one, mm. and so um yeah. And, and, and nothing is perfect, but it was just incredible to be on the front lines. Um, technically I was behind the scenes, but in a spiritual, uh, perspective, I was really on the front lines of Hollywood being Hollywood. And this is like before Lecrae blew up. This is before even Lauren Daigle, she wasn't even out yet, you know? And so it's just incredible how, um, I have such a heart for music and I'm a songwriter But there was this war for my soul. And so as a teen, I wanted to be Britney Spears or somebody like, you know, a big pop star like that. But I didn't realize the call of God on my life. My calling was really to be a worshiper and a songwriter. And so now, all these years later, um, for the last three years, I've been writing TV tracks for television for A&E Bravo and Lifetime. And I believe that the reason the Lord is allowing me to put my songs on the airwaves is He told me in 2008, there would be um, a hunger for a purity movement and that people would be tired of the vulgarity and that he would send up his warriors with their sword shield and buckler to take Hollywood to Hollywood. And um, I started a blog in 2008, and I just started to document all the Christian films from The Passion, The Son of God, The Bible Series, um, Christian films that had come out like God's Not Dead, um, new artists that were emerging, Tori Kelly. Who's a secular artist who has now done stuff? She even sang with Amy Grant, Lecrae. Um, so she's kind of one of those artists that's um crossover artists, kind of like switchfoot. Switchfoot is a Christian band, but they're also Mm -hmm. in the secular very popular. So uh God showed me what I'm about to do in Hollywood is I'm gonna make the Christian music relevant. I'm going to make it like its own genre, like how we have country music, we have you know, rap, but it, it kind of is now it's like Christian gospel. That's actually a genre and it's actually culturally relevant. So anyways, I could go on and on cause I have a lot of stories, but the, the biggest moment was when I shared my testimony on praise the Lord and Paul Crouch was sitting there with Matt and Lori Crouch in the beginning of the broadcast. And it was kind of a full circle moment for me because it was so crazy when I first, one of the first times that he came to the studios the founder of tbn uh everyone was very very nervous like whoa everyone just like be on your best behavior be quiet you know and they're all nervous and i was like why is everybody so nervous because i just didn't understand um and then he stopped the entire production and said stop 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 and um me and this other blonde girl were on stage i was handing her the paper to sign so that she would be okay to release like we could, um, have her on the show. Uh, and she was on the keyboard, but I knew he was speaking to me because I was there for four years and it wasn't for anyone really to know, but I'll just share this neat story and testimony, but he, he pointed to both of us and he said, you with the blonde hair and the round face, I see you look like the girl in my dream that I had before I started JCTV. You were the girl in my dream saying, give us a voice, give us a voice. And there were millions of youth behind you. And the next day I birthed JCTV, Jesus Christ Television. That was when I was interning in 2009. And then when I was on the sh- on the show on Praise the Lord in 2013, Paul Crouch said it again. But he didn't know that I was there. <laughs> he didn't know I was the intern and then that I I received okay. that word. Yeah. So it- it's a very deep thing. Um. But I I will never forget that. And I had the last six to seven minutes of the show um, to speak to the youth, to speak to aunts, uncles, grandmothers, to encourage them hey, like, check out JCTV. It's great Christian television. Like, my life was changed from it. I'm going to a Christian school because of it. I am changing my whole trajectory of my life. And it was literally a lifeline for me because I realized there was Christian artists that were culturally relevant, cool, and they were doing what they loved, but for God's glory. And I was just like so inspired and so encouraged. And one final note, um, you know, I also had the honor, Matt Crouch asked me, will you do the altar call? And I was just like, Lord, I am so honored that, you know, even though I'm the last one to speak. But like I get to lead these people, and it's like I'll I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it as long as I live. And you know, to be on Praise the Lord, which they they don't they have a show now called Praise. It's a little bit different. It's rebranded now because Matt and Lori Crouch have taken over, um, and they're doing a great job. And but I still pray for the youth, you know. Um, and now the network is called Juice TV. And in 2014, I became an official TV host. And I developed three different television shows for them, for their YouTube channel. And I, I've gotten to interview people from Andy Mineo, Lecrae, to um, legends such as Pat Boone on my show, The Power Source. And you guys can find yeah. that on my YouTube channel. So anyways, I just have a, a history of these people who are, they've left a legacy, really. So that's how I got involved and God changed my heart. And he took me back to the heart of worship when I started writing songs at 12 years old um, after I got baptized. So that's, that's my testimony in a nutshell.
0: (laughs) Wow. That's so awesome. Uh, I know, I know that you alluded to it that you said that you did, you had some experiences, you had some encounters with God along the way. So this was back. um, So you had basically grown up in a, in a Christian home, but it wasn't really until you were sort of in your, uh, what what did you say around 2008 or so when the mm-hmm. Lord really kind of grabbed a hold of you and sh- and shifted things? What what was it that either was it something that God said to you? Was it something that I know I know that you mentioned that um, that even back then, which is really cool to me, that even even back then when you weren't necessarily like maybe super solid in your walk with the Lord at the time, that even then God was speaking to you about future and about what he wanted to do in you and through you and what he wanted to do in that world in Hollywood and, and sort of starting to give you that vision, which is really cool to me how God does that with us, right? Like he's not, he doesn't, he doesn't wait for us to be perfect. He doesn't wait for us to have everything figured out and all together and stuff like that before he can start speaking to us and he can start moving on our heart and start using us for, for his kingdom and for his glory. So I love that. Um, what was it? Is there something that you can point to or was it a progression of things maybe where God really started to sort of get a hold of you and shift your direction and, and shift your perspective in terms of your life and what you, you were going after?
1: Yeah, so it was that it was that time frame. It was when I was a transfer student from Santa Monica College to Vanguard University. It was when um I, again, I I will never forget. I mean, I, I, I was a pretty on fire Christian. Like I always went to church. I served, I was in the choir. I, I would serve in all of the, you know, church plays and things, but that's, what's so crazy is that I never understood really the meaning of being born again until you actually go through it. Like it's a heart change. It's a mind change. It's like, and then the behavior patterns follow. You know just like what you said it's like it, it's not you don't you don't change your behavior to do this like performance and religion it's it's like your heart has been changed like you have encountered the living god and you want to honor him just like jesus said if you love me you'll obey me like how can you live like the world when you know they're perishing and going to the eternal lake of fire if they have no relationship with the father what wow. hell is, is, is eternal separation from God. Everything that God is, is light. He is love. He is compassion. He is kindness. So what is the opposite of that? Darkness, fear, death, torture, you know? And so, yeah. and so God doesn't want one to perish. And so yeah. I have, a, I have always had an evangelical heart, but it was in 2008. It was when I was reading this devotional by Becky Terabisi, and it was called, um, the sacred obsession of like what you chase after you become. And it was a devotional and I always read it even when I wasn't fully born again, but it was in 2008 and I remember reading it and God said, come out and be clean and be separate and I shall receive you come out from among them. And I knew what that meant. Come out from the partiers, come out from the world, stop acting like, You know, if, if you're walking like the world, what makes people want to follow Jesus? If you're not different, if, if you look like the world, talk like the world, listen to the same music. I remember when the Lord started convicting me on the music I was listening to. And that's why, again, Christian radio is such a blessing to me. And I, and I'm able to now contribute to Christian radio, Christian television changed my life. Christian radio changed my life. I would be driving to school. That was my time to worship and, and to talk to God you know, I'd have an hour drive and I loved driving to school because I could worship and I would have just these times with the Lord in the car. And I was just so touched by these lyrics, by people like Becca Shea, Britt Nicole, Lecrae. And I'm like, these artists are so much better than Jay-Z and Eminem and all these people who are talking, you know, about oppressing women and, and cursing. It's like, right. who wants to hear right. that? You know? And And so I had this burning fire to like, I want to be like them. I want to be a person that changes people's lives through television, through radio, through my music, through the airwaves. And it was just like, I was just so moved. And, and again, I think it was just that whole season of my life when I was transferring schools, when I saw TBN on TV, the juice JCTV channel. Um, and, and, and funny enough, this is how powerful God is. I ended up being a host on that exact show. I've co-hosted top three. The exact show I pointed at the screen and said, I want to be on your show, Lord. I was actually on that show yeah, with Rich. Awesome. I was like, that's just God, you know? And again, my one of my favorite scriptures for those of you listening, Maybe you're maybe you're not a believer and you don't even know how to start to have a relationship with God. I just encourage you to you know, in Jeremiah, it says, when you seek me with all of your heart, you will find me. Like if you ask questions, ask God to show himself to you, ask him to show, is Jesus the son of God? Is he the Messiah? You know, he reveals himself through his scripture. He reveals himself through creation. You know, it says that, you know the heavens declare the glory of god the stars proclaim the works of his hands day after day they they pour out speech night after night so we see the glory of god in our in the earth and through creation we we see miracles every day a baby's being born um you know all these different things yeah but um it is our responsibility just like it is a responsibility in a friendship or a relationship that it takes two people it's not about religion it's about you know, you making time to get to know God and he's your creator and he wants a relationship with you. And he doesn't want you just to do things because you feel obligated. He wants you to, because your heart's in the right place. And so I think, I think that the Lord always knew my heart that I, I was young and I didn't really understand the calling on my life as a teenager. So he knew that I was vulnerable, but there was a reason for that because See now, I have a heart of compassion for those that are in the nightclubs. I have a heart of compassion because I was that girl in the nightclub. Right? Do you get what I'm right. saying? And I mm-hmm. was kind of razzle dazzled by the smoke and mirrors of Hollywood, and it's all shallow. It's it's mm. fake. It's a fake set. It's a it's editing. Right. People don't look through that way. I mean, I remember my best friend Nicole. She's a model, and she back in the day before she got saved. Um, And I I was honored to lead her to the Lord. And we started a Christian magazine together. Um, I started writing articles for her, but before she was saved, she did a Victoria's secret um, stand-in shoot. And, you know, she had to stand in for the model while they did all the lighting and stuff. And And she said they were like editing the pictures, like squeezing the model's legs Mm. and um, their bodies on the on the screen. And she's like, this is not real like this. And that's when her whole life changed. She was like, oh, my gosh, I do not want to be in this industry. But again, just like Paul Crouch said, who founded TBN, if we don't go into the territory, then who's going to take over? So we're the bright lights um, in. Hollywood, which I call Hollywood. And I believe that you're a part of that too, because it's um it's not a geographical location. It's a, a movement. It is um, Matthew 24 says that when the four corners of the earth hear the gospel, then the end shall come. What is the gospel? The gospel is the good news of Jesus Christ that, you know, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whosoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. So we are the bearers of good news. We're the eyewitnesses of his glory, just like the disciples were the eyewitnesses of his glory, and that's why they have the accounts. They were actually like journalists. They were doing – the Lord told me, you're you're my journalist. You're sharing the good news. You guys turn on the TV nowadays. It's all negative news. It's bad news. Mm-hmm. I don't see a lot of good news. But what's exciting is that ever since God shut everything down, which me and a lot of uh, my prayer warriors in Hollywood at the House of Prayer, Radiance International – We've been praying that God would shut down and expose and, and, um, and he had to shut it down so he can rebuild. He had to tear it down. So now he has to rebuild from scratch. And so we're seeing that in the world, the theater's been closed. The stadiums have been closed. Why? Because God's about to do the greatest revival. There's going to be a great awakening. The last 10 to 20 to 30 years have been the dumbing down of America. And now we're getting, it's Isaiah sixty. Arise and shine for your light has come. For there's grave darkness over the earth. So God has sent in His sons and daughters to we are witnesses of His glory, but we're also light bearers. So we bear the light yeah. and we reflect the Son of God. And so, yeah. that's that's just what I'm passionate about. And like I said, it's through the TV, the radio, the music, through books, through the airwaves. Some people may never step into a church, but they will go on Facebook. They might listen to this broadcast, so see see what Satan tried to do and how he tricks and baits people through music. I'm gonna um me as well as the the warriors. It's like we're it's like using the same strategy the enemy uses. It's like okay, that's how you bait people. You know, you bait them like Jesus said, "Your fishers of men." Yeah, you're baiting them with the good news, and you can yeah. use God can say he said he can use the foolish things to confound the wise. He can use. Justin Bieber, he can use, you know, somebody in the media to stand up, he can use whoever he wants. And it's that, you know, right now people are hungering for truth. And the Lord told me as this COVID has been shut down and that'll lead me into my Hollywood network, which is how, how I started that, the Lord showed me that in this hour, in this era, we're in a new era, that... He's going to create new new stations, new truth speakers and tellers will be emerging in this hour. And we have seen that, have we not? I mean, yeah. we see rumble, we see parlor. So it's exciting times, I believe, for the kingdom. Um, but a lot of this has been birthed through me because of years and years of training, um, serving the church. Um I wasn't always just a a worship leader. Sometimes I ran coffee, you know, whether as an intern, I would print, you know, go fax something, print something, file paperwork. It it wasn't always glamorous, you know. Um, Sure. Just there's so many things that there's just layers. But I'd say everything kind of happened around 2008 is the pinpoint time. And the Lord would just speak to me. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, like, everything you're saying, here's the thing, like people are, people have always, from the very beginning, people have been interested in something that's real and something that's authentic, right? And now more than ever. And so when you see everything that you're talking about, like like so much of the stuff that we, we look at from a distance and if we're not on the inside of it like you've been you know we can look at things from the outside and we can think oh this looks so great this looks so perfect this looks so pretty this looks so you know mm-hmm. amazing and and put together and held up and all of that but there's so much just fakeness there's so, there's so much stuff that that's going on that's really at, at its at its core it's not real and it's not authentic and I think that what you're saying resonates with me so well, because like I've been thinking about this a lot lately. It, it seems like in our society that the pendulum has really swung so far in a certain direction to the point where, like you said a second ago, everybody is interested in truth. But we've been taught and really we've been manipulated to believe that Truth doesn't exist, that there's only your truth and there's my truth, but there's not an actual truth that we can all agree on. And we don't need to. I just I know it's true for me. You know, it's true for you. And I think that the pendulum has swung so far in that direction to where certain things in our society today have gotten so far out of hand that I do think that there are a lot of people beginning to wake up to the fact that, hold on, maybe this thing that we bought into doesn't actually work and so mm-hmm. i believe that hearts are awakening all around this nation and around the world to the the realization maybe they don't know yet that it's jesus that they need
1: mm-hmm. but
0: you know something that um something that that um that bill johnson says a lot is like everybody wants a king like jesus every single person on this planet they want a king like jesus But a lot of a lot of people don't know, like they don't realize it, that that's actually what they want. That's the longing of their heart because he's so good, because he's so faithful, because he's so authentic. People were drawn to Jesus. Right. All kinds of people. A lot of people would say that, like, oh, Jesus only attracted the, the poor in society. And that's not true at all. He attracted the wealthy. He attracted religious leaders. He attracted the poor. He attracted the sinners. He attracted the people that nobody was interested in he was the the image of holiness of god on on the earth right and yet the the people who were the the greatest you know sinners in society's eyes were attracted to him because he didn't repel people and push people away because he was real he was authentic and people are always drawn to what's real and what's authentic and so I think that in the days that we're living in, especially like in the season that we've all come through with COVID and and just, again, all the upheaval, I think that the pendulum has swung so far in the opposite direction that there are people that are so hungry now for a move of God. They're hungry for a move of the spirit. They're hungry for the people of God to really like um, in uh, in Romans chapter eight, it says that creation itself is groaning, that that they're that they're earnestly anticipating the revealing of the sons of god that that's there's great. this thing in creation itself that's like they need your your neighbors people on your job people all around this this nation in your city where you live where you go to school whatever that need you to mm-hmm. step into the fullness of who god created you to be because like you said i mean if if i'm if i'm just doing like everybody else i'm living like the world is living but I, but I, but within me i know the truth,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm not gonna be able to give that away to a whole lot of people by just trying to fit in with what everybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. And I do really believe, and I and I I stand with you on this. I, I, I really believe that there is something that the Lord is doing in this season in so many areas, but particularly we're talking about this area of Hollywood and media. Um, there's so many things being raised up and lifted up right now where I just think. People are hungry um, and becoming more and more receptive to truth. And so this is not something that we have to dumb down and try to be like everybody else, but to shine forth. Like you said, arise, shine, your light has come, you know, in 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 these in these days that we're living in. So um, just resonating, you know, with with what you're talking about.
1: Amen. That's right.
0: Um, yeah. So let's 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 go a little bit further on that. What what is it that What's I don't know. What do you see, sort of, happening? You know, as somebody who is involved behind the scenes, I know that you've been um, quite a bit involved in like the some of like the Christian movie production and things like that that are going on. Um, and and so you've you've got a lot of relationships with people, and you kind of see things that are going on. What do you sort of see? happening from a spiritual perspective in Hollywood and what God is doing in in this hour that we're living in.
1: I definitely see a lot of new screenwriters, directors, actors, actresses that are emerging in this hour. You know, of course there's always the battle of light and darkness, right? So we're going to always have that push pull. And we live in a fallen world. So we can't expect everything to be perfect here, but I do sense that uh there is there are new movies and new TV shows coming out. Um, you know, for example, The Chosen is one of the, you know, most watched shows, and it was crowdfunded. I'm gonna bring
0: that up actually, because
1: yeah, um, it, it's it, so cool. Super, it's...
0: super well done, um, incredible. You know, done with done with absolute excellence, and just a program that I think. It's just it's just cool that that was done. It's like Netflix Mm -hmm. level production when you look Mm -hmm. at it. You know what I mean? Like you would think that you're watching a a Netflix series on TV because of just the amount of excellence that went into the productivity, the acting. Um, There's so much talent there on just on that set. And uh, anyway, really, really well done. So anyway, that was just something I was curious. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up.
1: Yeah, there's that, and then you know, I think after the Passion of the Christ, there was um, there was the Son of God film by Mark Burnett and Roma Downey. They do um, she did Touch by an Angel and Lightworkers, her blog, and then it's kind of similar to Hollywood. It's a it's a media platform, and then Mark Burnett, he's done the voice, he's done directing for just a lot of different shows, yep. um, and then they developed the Bible series, which was like the number one watched TV show on the history channel, which is very fascinating. Um, so people want proof from God, then look up history channel and the son of God and uh, the Bible series where, you know, it's so fascinating. Uh, yeah, I just, I see God bringing in new leaders and the Lord showed me that for those that have been in position and have been in places of power who have had the microphone God is going to give the people of God now the microphone, the voice. Um, it's funny because I auditioned for The Voice years ago, um, and I I got to actually sit in in um, Mark Burnett's chair, uh, his seats. My my best friend actually okay. won the tickets That's from awesome. her 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 little boy's school. Isn't that ironic? I got to sit in his seat, his literal seat that he would sit in to watch and direct the show, The Voice. And then at the time, Christina Aguilera. She was a judge on the show and she was in that era of the Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, Jessica Simpson. And so I got to sit in her chair and I felt like God was like, you're not going to be necessarily the voice, like what you think in that regard, like on the show, but you are a voice for my glory and you are a speaker. Mm -hmm. And I am a messenger for God in the sense that I'm a worshiper. I'm on, you know, I, I do like to speak up, um, for God. And um, on my podcast, Building Hollywood in Media, Music, and Technology, I love sharing the gospel through the airwaves, for example, just bringing different projects to people's attention on my blog, which is called Hollywood Network. And it was developed as a, just kind of like a hobby, a blog. I just would start documenting. Um, this is kind of in in line with what you've asked about. If I see a movement in, in the TV world and film world, um, you know, we saw that PureFlix came out, which is a Christian Netflix uh, subscription. And now it's crazy. I'm in Arizona and I'm no longer even in California. And within less than a month of me moving here, my sister tells me that there's a TV station called JC studios and they're going to be putting out a Christian film every month. And I was like, what? I'm like, no way. So last year when I first moved here, um, I had the honor and privilege of going to the worldwide premiere and movie screening of break every chain. And I interviewed the, 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 the actual man whose testimony the whole movie is about, he wrote a book called Break mm-hmm. Every Chain. And it's a true story about a police officer. Police officer, right? Yeah. yeah. And he struggles with addiction as well as just a lack of faith in God and doesn't really have a relationship with God. So I got to meet the whole cast, the lead actor, Ignacio, directors, the writers, and God just brought those people to me. So I I like to share the word with people and their uh, movies coming out December 7th on all platforms from Amazon Prime. Uh, You guys can just look it up and you can go to breakeverychainmovie.com because they're just awesome and they're just incredible people. And that's Hollywood. I mean, like at the Q&A after the movie premiere, they were like, you know, people were raising their hands, asking whatever questions they could ask. And they're like, so how long did it take you guys to film this? And they're like, 17 days. And I'm like, no way. This is better than all these other movies that I'm seeing come out. Like, it's funny on uh, KPRZ, the radio show that I host on. My radio producer, she's so funny. She's like, how many Spider-Mans do there need to be? 12 Spider-Mans? Like, we've seen enough. <laughs> like, you know. So yeah. there are a lot of remakes. And Hollywood does do that. but. um I do think that there's more family, family friendly films that will come out. And I think that's also because society has been humbled. I mean, no. everybody's been shut down. I mean, I've, you know, as we know, like things are opening up uh, more and more by the grace of God, but like 2020 was so unpredictable. And I mean, I actually prayed God would shut down Hollywood. I, I, the the week before the mandatory closures in Hollywood, I, pr- I, I, I left the house of prayer and I drove around uh, back to my house, but I had to, to go through West Hollywood, and I was like, Lord, just shut it down, just shut down all this demonic dark stuff. And I'm not saying it was. My prayer or anything, but I mean, I know there was a lot of warriors. Like this stuff is getting really vulgar, really, really bad. And I have a heart for the youth. I have a heart for this next generation. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I see kids on TikTok dancing these, you know, sure. dances. And I guess like it's just a different world for the teenagers, and they've grown up with cell phones. And I just have a a passion to help change culture in a positive way and I'm not saying everything has to be labeled christian because mm. you can still bring a godly good message and wholesome message you know right. like the bo- like the show touched by an angel i mean well that one was really christian but like you know there was just like back in the 1950s which is like the golden age like i love the old hollywood era like they they represented family love you know, helping your neighbor, sharing with people and spreading the good. And and that's what we need in our culture today. And I think like just the violence and the explicit content, the envelope can only be pushed so far to where it's just not received anymore. And I think that's Mm -hmm. what Hollywood's done. I think that they're really they're not, they're not doing as well as, as they were. For example, even the, I I found out that the, I think it was like the golden globes, not, I I don't know which one it was, but it was one of these major award shows. They were obviously on zoom and they had like the lowest viewership of all time. And I was like, there you go. Hmm. So I think God has humbled society and I think he's going to raise up new leaders and we have to continue to pray. We have to pray for these people that are Christian or they were raised Christian who are in Hollywood and who have been deceived. Um, I pray for people like Katy Perry. I've met her parents a few times, interviewed them on the radio, on KKLA. And I have a heart for her. I have a heart for her because I could have been her. I sang at Hotel wow. Cafe. I've been, I've been in gigs. Mm-hmm. I've, and she actually, interestingly enough, nobody knows, not nobody, but some people don't know this, Katy Perry's real name is Katie Hudson, Catherine right. Hudson. Yeah. And she actually mm-hmm. used to be a worship leader on... She was actually on TBN, Trinity Broadcasting. If you YouTube her, Mm -hmm. she led worship. So it's just like Mm -hmm. crazy. Um, I relate with them a lot because I used to go to the clubs and I used to want to do shows through like, you know, the Whiskey, the Roxy. And funny enough, just a couple of years ago when I was planting a church in downtown LA, uh, they had the opening on Sunset Boulevard in a nightclub and the Lord showed me that for Hollywood to be Hollywood he said I'm going to take over nightclubs I'm going to take over theaters and I'm going to put new churches in um so it's really cool to have seen that and I do think that yeah. um actually there's a lot of churches that have become more culturally relevant too like just being able to reach people through you know m- social media and live streaming like think about how everybody instead of going to church this last year, they got to live stream it. And some people maybe were welcomed in. Do you get what I'm saying? Like maybe they were just on Facebook, but then they see your podcast or they they tune into a church. So it's just, it's kind of cool how God's taken technology. And that's why I say Hollywood is not a location. It is a movement. You can change the airwaves. You can post positive media on your social media. You're going to affect people in your world that maybe me and Duke, Aren't going to be able to affect you know so i encourage people use your voice use your platform and nowadays everybody has a platform (laughs) it seems like right or a lot of people do there's youtube youtube is the new television i told that years ago to juice tv that they get they have to be on board with a lot of this the the media back in the day in high school it was myspace that was popular but then Mm -hmm. facebook bought out myspace and now Facebook's bought out Instagram. So, and then it keeps progressing. And then I feel like Snapchat kind of fizzled out, and I don't know how long TikTok will last, but I feel like, you know, keeping up with the times as Christians is super important to reaching people as well. I think that, um, like you said, when we see better content coming from um, believers, that's going to be more of an invitation for people to come on board
0: yeah, yeah because like I, I think that typically uh, I don't know if there's there's an idea that kind of like I don't know why this just came into my head but do you remember when um was it Nathaniel I think it was Nathaniel when he said um can anything good come out of Nazareth you know and they were talking about Jesus. And they're like, can anything good come out of come out of Nazareth? And they were like, well, come and see. And uh, I just, when we begin in every single area of, of society, of life, when we're talking about media, we're talking about government, we're talking about business, we're talking about everything. This mm-hmm. is something that's so just near and dear to my heart is when we begin to tap into the creativity of God and to his unique expression on our lives to where we're not just trying to like, super spiritualize everything Mm -hmm. but when we actually tap into what God is doing what God is saying in this hour then I think that that's when that we become so much more I I hate to use the word relevant but but I don't know I can't think of any other words so that that it just it it becomes it becomes more relevant because like when you look at Daniel and how he went into that system of government that evil mm-hmm. system of government in the old testament but he was able to influence and he had the ear of people and he wasn't in there like i don't think anyway in there like right. preaching you're 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 all going to hell you're all this like <laughs> right. what was he doing he was actually serving the king and and he had a love and affection for this king who was standing against everything that daniel stood for I mean, completely against his beliefs and his values. But yet he was able to serve that king so effectively that he got elevated to such a high position of of status in the land where he was able to have a bigger voice and more influence. And God used him in really powerful and and creative and authentic ways. And so, like you said, God can, you know, uses the foolish things to confound the wise. And Mm -hmm. he's got people positioned in all over the place in 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 every single area and every single sector of society and i think that the more that we really begin to just recognize the creative expression of god on our lives that it's not like the people like you know the 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 pastors and the and the preachers and and whatever that are the ones you know so often i think we have this wrong idea that that the preachers and the pastors people filling pulpits are the mm-hmm. ones that are responsible for doing the work of the ministry and it's not our job is to equip the body of christ the saints to do the work of the ministry and that's in every area in every sphere of life so if god's called you to government or god's called you to be a doctor or god's called you to media god's called you to to play in in a sport as an athlete or whatever it is that yep. area where god has called you that is your place of influence. That is, in a sense, your mission field. That is your, if if you know we want to That's use the right. word ministry or whatever it is, we're ambassadors of Christ. We're ambassadors of the kingdom. And in that place where he has us, there is a unique expression of God on the life of every single one of his sons and daughters. That's and right. So he's positioning people in in like right now in these days that we're living, he's positioned and he's positioning people to stand up, to be a light, to be a voice. But not Mm -hmm. in this way, I don't think anyway, and and, um, not in this way that's just, like, condemning and this, like, us and them kind of thing. Like, we're better than you because we know the Lord. Like, no, (laughs) hold on. We were all in the same position at one point in our lives. But but because we know him, we have influence because of the fact that we have hope. And -hmm. I think we've downplayed that for so long. Every single person on this planet is looking for hope. And when we can come alongside people and and people in the world can begin to see God's goodness revealed, even in these practical ways, like putting out a movie that's actually wholesome in nature that talks about values or kingdom values or whatever it is, but it's done from such a place of excellence that people on the outside start looking at that like, whoa, you did this and I've never seen that before. Why? Mm -hmm. Because it was a creative expression of God and so mm-hmm. they see something that they've never seen. There's influence that's created. And, and I just think that, um, that that's something so huge mm-hmm. that God wants to do. I think that we Christians sometimes we, we get in the way when we over spiritualize stuff. And we think, oh, well, if I'm going to be a kingdom media person or a kingdom journalist or a kingdom business person, that means that I've got to be like uh, constantly preaching at people and praying for people. Like, okay, mm-hmm. there might be, that might be part of it, but it's also like, how can I come alongside people that maybe they're not there yet
1: Exactly. and
0: they can see the goodness of God demonstrated in my life in a way that there's almost like a discipleship sort of a process right. that takes place but behind the scenes. And I think that's mm-hmm. sort of what we see in the life of Daniel. So I good. Think it's something that God is so desiring to do, you know, through, through people that like you, that he strategically positioned in different Thank sectors you. of society.
1: Thank you. Yeah. yeah, it reminds me of a uh, Johnny Enlow. He's uh he's a uh, an author and speaker for the Lord and he talks about the seven mountains of culture and society and how yes. the yeah. Lord is placing people in the what what he calls the seven mountains of culture. And It is important um, because this is the, the last of the last days. And so we have a responsibility as leaders and pioneers and as the body of Christ, as you said. Each part of the body has a different function. Your pinky, your, you know, like my radio producer talks about this too. The foot is important. If you didn't have your foot, you couldn't walk. We, your little pinky toe, if you, if you stub your toe, it hurts. It, it, your whole body is connected. And so it's the same way. Jesus is the head of the church and we are the body. We are the arms and feet of Jesus. And so even Sean Foy, he's a Bethel worship leader and author, yeah. and he is so cool. Uh, he's a David and a pioneer or a Davidic worshiper, you know, he, if you guys don't know, he started this movement called Let Us Worship, which is funny. That's the, the first song I ever released on my first EP. Oh, yeah? And he just started worshiping around the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco. And he did this huge worship event in um, the D.C. Mall on 9-11 mm. just this just recently. Yeah. And he just travels all over and just. He's a fire starter. He just births revival, right? Where he's at, and it's so great. He um, does worship, and there's a speaker, and they pray uh, for people at the end, and then they offer baptism and salvation, of course. But um, we need more Sean Foyts. We need people whose music is incredible, so anointed, Mm -hmm. so powerfully touched by God, and who's also relevant, you know. And he's just this guy that that is standing up. And he's playing his guitar, and he's gathering. And uh, he he just recently met with President Trump, and they did a whole prayer day, a uh, day of prayer. It was uh, at the DC Mall, as I mentioned. So uh, there are people that God is raising up, and it's his his remnant. And like you said, the the days of sons and daughters are here, and that's that's why I wrote the book Daughter of the King um, too. Is that you know. God showed me that I am an I'm like a queen Esther in the earth. And there's many queen Esters, there are many Daniels that God wants to use right now. But it's a matter of listening to God's voice and obeying and then receiving the blessings that come with that. And no one will be able to give you the joy that God can give you. You know, they say that there's this God-shaped hole in everyone's heart, and only God can fill that love and in that space. Um, money can't fill it, Uh, a romantic relationship can't fill it, Um, a big house, tons of cars, you know, um, even worldly position and stature will never satisfy. It says that the flesh is never satisfied. And we are spirit beings and our body is fallen and it gets old and it gets tired You know, it says in the Bible in Isaiah 40 that even the youths grow tired and weary, but those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. So, even if those of you that are waiting, you're in the waiting zone and you're, you know, stay faithful where you are. I remember just, I had so many years of just sewing and just being the volunteer and being unseen and anonymous behind the scenes. There was years of that, years and years and years and years of just, and I, again, I did it with joy. I didn't, I wasn't like begrudgingly, you know, on right, yeah. oh, I'm, I'm serving coffee at church. I'm not singing today. I mean, there was times where I was like, I want to be on the Hillsong worship team. God, <laughs> you know, I wanted to be in the Hillsong United band. And, you know, but that's okay because I still got to lead worship with the kids for three years in downtown LA and that, that desire was fulfilled. Like God was faithful to fulfill that desire. You know, me wanting to have my music video on the top 10 countdown of TRL, it happened different, but better. God had me on his channel and I got to host XVZ Extreme Music Video Zone with the top 10 countdowns of the uh, the most current Christian music videos. So it was even better. It was a better portion. Yeah, so yeah. God, I was going to tell you in the beginning of the show, I think I got off track, but one of my favorite scriptures is Ephesians 3.20, which is God will do exceedingly it. abundantly beyond what you could ever ask, think, dream, or imagine. And um, I, I really... See that in my life a hundred percent. Like God is just so amazing, and He's opened doors for me that I could never open myself. Mm. So yeah.
0: So good. (laughs) Well, you you uh started to bring up your book. I'd I'd love to see if we could uh maybe just transition a little bit because I did want to make sure that we talked a little bit about your book. So Daughter of the King. Um, and it's this book that's really about understanding your royal identity, specifically written toward daughters of God, right
1: right Um, so because
0: it's focused on the life of of Esther and so mm -hmm. sort of yeah what what was sort of your heart behind this book
1: so you know I definitely believe that that a guy or girl could read my book but of course I don't think guys are going to want to necessarily pick it up but I have I've had I've had guys pick it up and they they were blessed by it but um, Daughter of the King: How to Find Your True Royal Purpose and Identity. Um, it's available on Barnes and Noble and the Nook app, or Amazon or Kindle. If you guys like the e- you know eBooks instead, um, it's about how to find your true royal purpose and identity, how to find your calling, and what I go over in the book is that you can't know what you're called to do if you don't know who created you. There are people that they do what they love, they're passionate about what their you know strengths are. there are people in the world that obviously don't know God that are technically successful, but I'm talking about knowing your DNA and your identity in Christ Mm -hmm. and that the best way that you can flourish on the highest level, which you were in your blueprint scroll in heaven, God designed you on purpose for purpose, that how do you tap into that? How do you tap into your calling? And This was an act of obedience. Like, I never thought I was going to write a book. I mean, I always thought it would be a cool idea, but I never actually, you know, I just never thought that. But I got um, a word from someone at a church that called me to the front of the church, and he said, you have an Esther anointing. You're going to help little girls find their identity. And I just remember that kept resounding in my heart. And so for two years, I wrote this book, and I would get downloads and chapters about um Practical ways to to step into your calling. Cause I I obviously, you know, you I have a lot of scriptures in the book, but I also give you like a breakdown of like, well, how do I practically apply this? And how do I find what I'm good at? Because there's some people they there's some people they're born knowing what they want to do. Like when I was little, I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I want to be either a teacher or a singer or be a Disney princess at Disneyland. So <laughs> I pretty much I'm um, I'm pretty much doing that I'm daughter I'm the daughter of the king I'm I'm a, I'm yeah. a princess and I'm God's daughter um, The Bible says that you are a royal priesthood a holy nation and you're called mm-hmm. to bring people out of darkness into His marvelous light and God says that you know we're no longer just slaves of God and servants. We do have a servanthood manner, and I always look at things as from the pro- perspective of servant leadership. Even Martin Luther King Jr. and even Jesus Himself said, "If you want to be great, you must be a servant." A lot of people they want to run and climb to the top and step on other people, and some people get away with it, but in the end, it doesn't last, and that can't that can't possibly bring true joy and fulfillment by. Um, you know, stepping on other people to get where you want to be. Uh, I think that selfish ambition is very dangerous. And even in people can be doing a good thing, but it's not a God thing, you know? And uh, I talk about in the book, like many people are running fast, but going nowhere. Like ultimately, if you're not serving God and you're not leading people to Christ, which is the ultimate joy and fulfillment, there's nothing greater than leading a soul from darkness into light. There's no price that you could put on that somebody's eternal destiny. And I love seeing people step into their calling. And I actually birthed a coaching program where I do one-on-one mentorships via Zoom, um, where I help people um, attain their goal. And each person has a different, you know, vision for what they want to do. But um, some people, it may be like, I don't know what to major in college. I like doing this, but I'm not really sure. So I offer that to people. It's called How to Step Into Your Calling. And um, it's kind of aligned with the book. But the book has a lot of rem- reminders of the, the story of Esther. I kind of weave it throughout the book. So for guys, they might actually like that part of it because they talk about King Xerxes mm. and how he dethroned Vashti, Queen Vashti, because she wouldn't come to one of his dinners. That was his first wife. She was dethroned. So it's kind of a c- Cinderella story in the Bible where basically he calls forth a beauty pageant and brings forth all these ladies. And he chooses Esther. He, and he, and it, and her uncle says, well, maybe you were chosen for such a time as this. And guess what? She was an, she was Jewish and she was an orphan and she was chosen. And she ultimately stopped the evil plot of Haman, who this is a true story in the Bible. You can read it in the book of Esther. Um, Haman was the enemy of the Jewish people and he wanted to actually hang them on the gallows. And it took three dinners and there was also uh, a period of three days where Queen Esther fasted and she prayed to know when to speak and to know when to pr- kind of yeah. like bring this up to the king. But uh, she could have lost her position of as a queen. She could have lost... Um, her reputation in a way um because she never really mentioned that she was Jewish but um she stood up for her people and she spoke up for them and i believe that now more than ever as um not only people of god whether you're a guy or girl you need to speak up for truth um you know and it's important just like duke's doing you know stepping out and just taking a leap of faith and You know, at one point, Queen Esther, you know, she had to bring this up to the king and like warn him like, hey, King Haman is going or your servant Haman is going to kill the Jews. And so um, her cousin, which I believe is kind of like her uncle father figure, Queen Esther was an orphan. She lost her Mm -hmm. parents um, and I lost my dad at 14. So I relate a lot with Queen Esther. Mm -hmm. Um, My dad passed away suddenly of a heart attack when I was 14. So. Queen Esther is somebody who I feel is a really a a role model to me in the Bible because she was a queen, but she also stood up for righteousness and justice and truth. And you know what? She tells her father figure, aka Uncle Mordecai, she just says, you know what? If I perish, I perish. But she knew she was going to speak the truth. And I think that we need more people like her that lay their lives down on the line, regardless of empty threats, um, you know. A lot of people even on Facebook, Twitter that are Christian, they've been deplatformed. Their videos have been blocked. Right. It's just unfortunate. And, um, you know, I just really admire Esther's boldness and bravery. And it is like a Cinderella story. And it's similar to, I guess, the story of Joseph where he was, his brothers were very jealous of him. They threw him in the pit. And I always say, if you have enemies that push you into the pit, they push you into promotion because had they not pushed them, pushed Joseph into the pit and he got into slavery, he wouldn't have worked for Potiphar, which led him to ultimately work as second hand in command to Pharaoh. And, Mm. you know, so you never know. Um, You never know. It could be the, security guard, the janitor that ends up opening a door for you and um, you don't know who's watching your faithfulness. You know, you may feel like you're anonymous. You may feel like I've been working so hard at this and I feel like there's nothing coming from it. But God, just like a farmer, you plant seeds into the ground and you don't see any movement. You don't see any growth. You don't see any flowers or you don't see any plants yet. But months and months after watering and tending to that garden, what happens? you see a flower, a sunflower, or you see stalks of corn. And I think that waiting for that harvest can be hard for people sometimes. But the Bible says in Galatians, like do not grow weary and well-doing for in due season, you will reap a harvest if you faint not. So I just encourage you guys, like if you're listening and you're like, I've been plowing away at my job and I wanted to get that promotion, but somebody else got it, or I feel like I'm overlooked. God sees you. He sees you. He knows every hair on your head. He loves you more than the stars in the sky, more than the grains of sand on the seashore. I remember my aunt used to tell me that when I was a little girl. She'd hold up this little jar of seashells and sand, and I it always touched my heart. Like I can't even count how many grains of sand are in that little bottle, let alone the right. enormous amounts of sand on all of the seashores in the world combined. And you know, Abraham was told before he got into his promised land that like, you're going to have more descendants that will outnumber the s- stars in the sky. And he couldn't even have one child. He was over childbearing age, him and Sarah. So that just sounded preposterous. He's like, really? And Sarah, his wife laughed at God, but guess what? They had many children and yeah. we're the descendants of, if you look at the genealogy, that's why the Bible's so fascinating. It's the greatest historical uh, book document that you could read because it's, it, it all makes sense. And so, yeah, so I hope that through this book, um, my book again is infused with scripture. So it's not like my opinion or anything. No, it just, it's practical application. Yeah, yeah. How to, how to find yeah. your purpose, your calling, your identity. And then, um, I have this, I have the, the first edition came out on Amazon books and yeah. then the second, um, well, there's Amazon books in the Kindle app by Amazon, the ebook, but I have this revised version. So it's a little bit updated um, and it's available on Barnes and Noble right now, actually for $10. It was originally $25. So there's a sale going on right now. If you guys want to get a hard copy, um, you could reach out to me on social media at Christy Given, and I will even mail one, sign one for you. If you have a daughter, a niece, a uh, nephew, whoever, Uh, you know, and I actually might revise it and do sons and daughters of the King. It's just mm. that um, I really feel like the little girls need like someone to kind of ask questions. You know, they need role models. They need people to talk to. They need like a big sister. And, um, I kind of feel like in, in theory, like men, men, like not always, but like men minister to men, women minister to women in a way. So I I started this, I really felt like God said like daughters of the King. And I wrote a song years ago called daughters of the King, or I'm a daughter of the King. So I don't know. It was just something that was just on my heart that had kind of been like during the pandemic, the Lord just kept pushing on my heart, like finish your book, finish your book. And it was the perfect timing. So I released it last year. And I'm actually in the middle of uh, recording an audio book for the audio app Audible, for those of you that don't like to read. So (laughs) stay tuned for that.
0: But yeah. um, And and you're recording the audio yourself?
1: Yes. I may have to go into a studio. Is it going to be your voice? It's going to be my voice, yes. But I may have to go into a studio uh, to finish it because it's super complicated on how to um the the audio levels you'd be surprised Um, but yeah so I'm working on that right now it's one of my projects but it's pretty fun
0: well for those that are watching I'm going to pull this up on the screen so they can see it maybe I maybe just a little bit more clearly you can still hear me right yeah I can Awesome. So this is the book, Daughter of the King, How to Find Your True Royal mm-hmm. Purpose and Identity. This is on Barnes and Noble. As you said, it's also available on Amazon and some other places. But mm-hmm. yeah, this is super cool. So we got the $10 right now for the for the paperback version. Mm-hmm. Um, this is awesome. And I mean, so looking at the book, like you're saying, I mean, it, it, it definitely, it looks like it's geared toward women. But as you said, Um, And I agree with you, I I really think that this is something that anybody that men and women could, could really just get a lot of value out of an understanding their purpose and their identity in Christ. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, as you're talking about identity, I really believe that the the most important thing that really shapes our, our sense of value and our sense of self worth. And all of that really comes down to, like, what is your, what's your perspective or what's your perception of the way that God thinks about you, the way that God looks about you, the way that God feels Mm -hmm. about you, like the things that God says about you, the things that, you know, he declares over you. Because so often I think that we can just get it so wrong and think that God's out to get us, God's out to condemn us when we mess up. And, all these different things. And, um, I just think having this clear in our minds of the way that God really sees us and how just even intricately, um, involved in our lives, he is, and his, the level of love and passion and compassion and, and mercy Mm -hmm. and everything that he that he feels for us and, and his grace that he's opened up to us and just everything that he's through his death on the cross, through his resurrection, that he's brought us into this place of inheritance. He's brought us into this place of royal identity. As you said, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people that he's called out of darkness mm-hmm. into his marvelous light. And so, so often I think we can be, I just think we can be so sin conscious and so conscious focused on our issues and our problems and the things that we've done wrong and how we're not measuring up and all this kind of stuff. When all the while God is looking at you with just love.
1: I was just going to share something too, uh, Mm -hmm. two things. First of all, um, yeah, God looks at us as his children. We are the children of God and everybody's invited. Just like you're invited to a wedding um, feast, wedding supper of the lamb, Uh, which we will all be united in the kingdom, everyone is invited to sit at Jesus's table. But you have to remember who God used in the Bible. Like Noah was a drunk. David was an adulterer. And again, Abraham actually, you could say, was a liar because he said that Sarah was his sister um, because he was afraid that when they went into Egypt that the the guards would like her and want to steal her away from him and all of that. You know, and I'm not saying you, you don't condone sin. We don't encourage sin. Um, like in Galatians, it says, sure. you know, because of God's grace and mercy, should we just go on sinning? No, we don't use God's grace as yeah. a license to sin. Huh. Like, oh, well, Jesus will forgive me tomorrow. So I'm going to go out to the club yeah. tonight. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I think it's a heart posture as well. But I wanted to touch on that. Imagine if you had a child and let's say they're like, teenager and they're kind of rebelling you know it's like the prodigal son would you say to your child well you went out against my will and you did all these things I told you not to do and so you're not my child anymore like you're not going to disown your child you're going to love them unconditionally you're going to be like you know what I forgive you come here give me a hug (laughs) you know There may be a consequence. There's always a consequence to sin. There's a price tag. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. Satan comes to steal, kill, destroy. He does not play fair. Um, You know, but that that doesn't mean that you're not a child of God. He loves you and he, he wants that relationship with you. And so... God, the father brought his son Jesus down and Jesus, the reflection of the father, and he took our place for our sin so that we could have a rightful relationship and standing with God because our efforts could never get us to a holy God. Back in the old days, they would bring in a sacrifice. The Jewish people, uh, it says without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins, which is why they they had to sacrifice the animals at the temple to the high priest. Well, now Jesus is our high priest and he has invited us and says that we're co-heirs with christ which means we partner that's why jesus gave the commission he's saying me and you are doing this mission together it's not just god's gonna do all the right. work like you said the priest yeah. the pastor the singer like no he invites you to jump on board and to partner with the the miraculous you know and he did show like he used a little boy's lunch in the story when he multiplied the two lo the two fish and the five loaves He fed like 3000 people with that little lunch from that little boy, because he was willing to give his lunch up for people and they broke that bread and he supernaturally fed everybody. So God can multiply your little, even it might just like God says, if you have faith of a mustard seed, you can move a mountain. That's amazing. Like I have seen that you guys, I have seen God's glory. My best friend was suicidal and was a model in Hollywood. And when she realized like, I can't act in this industry anymore. I can't do this anymore. Like she just didn't feel comfortable working Mm. on set anymore. Like, you know, there just was like incident after incident where it was just really bad experience. And she just felt Mm. like ashamed and just like, just she's like, this just doesn't feel right. And God got a hold of her heart. And um, I saw her, you know, get married and now she has two children and she has two books and she started a huge website and she's a, you know, a pretty big following. And so I, I went from like just planting seeds, like, just like you said, like, it's not always like preaching at people. It's just being, being your genuine, authentic self, like whatever you love doing. If it's sports, if you love to surf, like you can still be a light to people, you know, and, and yeah. every person's different. They're on a different path. Like just, it's just like grades. Okay some people are in kindergarten spiritually and some people have a phd you know and so you got to meet people on their level just like paul in the bible says i became all things to all men so that i may win them over to christ so just like with me in hollywood you know i've ministered to celebrities parents i pray for them and then there's some people I've evangelized two on the street and they're like, I don't want God, you know? So there's just so many different types of people. So sure. I think having that wisdom and discernment also mm-hmm. is super important. Um, I have some news for you that I think you'll find interesting. Um, Hit me with it. <laughs> This is so crazy. <laughs> I had texted my mom that we were going to be live and I just like glanced at my phone and she wrote me and said, Instagram, Facebook, and WhatsApp are all down, just FYI. Wow. So we shut it down. I'm just kidding.
0: That's <laughs> no, crazy.
1: I mean, God is powerful. So we want revival over the airwaves, you guys. This is what this is all about. And um, uh, I want to mention about my blog, for those of you that might be curious to know this. Um, if you're interested in learning about new faith-based media, positive media, anything culturally relevant and something that's kind of just a cool new platform that you're maybe interested in checking out, you guys can go to my blog. It's called hollywoodnetwork.org. I do have the podcast building Hollywood in media music and technology on Spotify and anchor FM. If you guys want to check it out, um, I have about 13 episodes up there and we also have a zoom podcast. So you could find me on YouTube at Holywood network. Just do that in the search engine, and um, if you want to see some old interviews of me interviewing um, Pat Boone on my show and different people, um, so that would be fantastic. So you yeah. know, just just a little fun piece of, uh, I guess, info <laughs> about me if they want to check it out.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, Christy, I really, I really do. I appreciate your time. Appreciate you uh, doing this and carving time out. Uh, with me to do this interview, we uh, had those technical difficulties at the beginning, so we got started a little bit late. But appreciate you hanging with me there. And apparently, it wasn't our fault; it was Facebook's. Fault. <laughs> so I don't know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, I, I that, love that chatting with you right now. Um, you're
1: su- you're super awesome, and I'm so blessed by you. I just wanted to say thank you so much for taking the time to prepare the podcast. And you know, you do a lot for God's kingdom. You know, you're a leader in your church, and you're a worshipper. And um, your website, what was your website again?
0: Uh, My website is simplepowermedia.com, kind of based off of uh, the first book that I wrote is called Simple Power. And it's just sort of um, an an introductory guide for believers that want to begin to experience more of God's presence and power in their personal life. That's so and cool. So, the I, a podcast was birthed out of that, the Simple Power podcast. And then eventually that became my sort of media platform type thing, Simple Power That's media. so cool. And, um, that's yeah, incredible. So that's, what, that's what that name is about. Yeah. Thank you. Maybe I'm going to have that. you
1: on. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I love seeing what you're doing for God. It's so great. And I'm so grateful that you connected with me on Instagram. Um, and if, if you guys are listening and you want to find me on social networks, um, you know,
0: we know we shut down
1: Facebook. Just kidding. Um,
0: You can (laughs) find me on, it'll probably be back up later. (laughs) Yeah, it'll be up. But if you guys,
1: if you want to email me, ask me questions about faith or God or how am I, what's the difference between my my beliefs versus other beliefs i studied that in college i went to bible college so i know a lot of theology um so i can help you i'd love to help you or if you need some coaching how to step into your purpose how to find your calling your identity i'd be willing to do a zoom coaching session with you i will be working on the audiobook and i'm probably going to have to do another version of this um i've gotten some requests to do sons and daughters of the king so i can address both male and female um so stay tuned for that And I also have an online e-course coming on how to publish your first book, which will be coming out. And you guys can find that at Daughter of the King book on Instagram, at Hollywood Network to find out about more Christian faith-based media. And then if you want to listen to my music, I'm also a singer-songwriter for television and I have some Christian gospel music. You can go to at Christy underscore, underscore given underscore music, at Christy given music. And I just actually started that account. That's like just music because I I do have a a conglomeration of different things I do. But my main passion is singing and I'm going to be working on a new album uh, coming up in 2022. So I'm super stoked on that. I'd love to go to Nashville again and and work on some music. Um, My main song that I recorded that most people know is called The Other Side Amazing Grace, and I have official music video on my YouTube channel you can check out. It's youtube.com slash the Christy Given, and you guys can check that out. And all of the different sites that I just shared with you and all the different things that I have mentioned are on my main website, www.christygiven.com, christwithanigiven.com, just in case you guys are like, whoa, how many websites did you just say? yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) So my laptop's about to die. So I might.
0: So let's. um, Yeah, (laughs) no, this is great. This is a great place to wrap it up. I got to pick up my kids in a few minutes from school. So this this works out. But again, I really do appreciate you. And and let me just again echo a couple more of those things. ChristyGiven.com. Check out uh, the check out the music. Check out Christy's music on Spotify um, or as you said on Instagram. The Instagram handle one more time was. was Yes, at
1: Christy Given Music. Um, So they can just. Just, just, I'm on all platforms at Christy Given on Twitter. I was about to say MySpace, Facebook. And again, MySpace, or not MySpace, (laughs) Facebook is shut down right now. So if you try to find me right now, then you probably won't be able to. But yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I'm on Twitter and I also have a a TV show I'm working on that I'm going to be sending to a pretty major new news station. Um, It's called Truth News and it's kind of like a Christian political show. So I worked on the first pilot. You guys could check that out on Rumble. But if you guys want to hear more, um, again, just go to chrissygibbon.com. And all the social medias and stuff there are, are there. So Awesome.
0: And then when is this awesome. going to
1: air? Is this going to be rebroadcast?
0: So, yeah. So what, what I normally do, because this is live, but it wasn't live everywhere. This one, just right now, we're live on, it, on uh, just LinkedIn and my YouTube channel, I think. So what's going to happen is I will get the audio a little bit later on after everything processes um, and uh, the audio will be uploaded to Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and That's all amazing. the major podcast platforms. So it'll be up probably probably this evening sometime. I'll let you know for cool. sure. And uh, that way we can you know share it out and catch up with anybody who didn't get to jump on here because of the problems with Facebook and Instagram and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I really do appreciate everybody. For, for those of you who chimed in in the comments and left comments on, uh, on LinkedIn, thank you guys. Thanks, everybody, for watching, listening, checking this out. And yep. yeah, if you haven't already subscribed, take a moment, subscribe to Real Live Talk. That would really mean the world to me. And uh, if you can, leave a review. If you're listening on somewhere like Apple Podcasts or somewhere that allows you to leave a review, that'd be super helpful so that we can keep growing and get in front of more people. Christy, again, thank you so much. Really appreciate you. Thanks for your time. So Thank you so, so much. You're doing to impact people and to just really uh, just be a part of this process of, of seeing the kingdom of God established here on the earth in media, in journalism, in technology, in all these different areas that you're involved. It's so cool. And uh, yeah, really enjoyed our time together. Thank you.
1: You too, you're such a blessing and I could talk so much more with you because you're so awesome. But um I know you gotta run and get your <laughs> kids. So
0: I could keep talking to you too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I might I have you on my podcast. You.
0: I was agreeing with you as you were talking about how awesome I am. And I was like, oh wait, that sounds you're like you're like, Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm like, awesome. That's not, that's not well, I was I'm gonna
1: <laughs> you're the best though, but I know you have to run and I just wanna say, you know, um, I would love to have you on my Hollywood podcast as well. Um, so we'll have to arrange that at some point, but keep up the good work of the Lord. And um, for everybody listening, thank you guys for tuning in as well. And it was an honor to be here with you today. And um, I look forward to, to talking with you soon.
0: Awesome. Have a great day, everybody. Bye.